So this is a piece from, it's based on a piece from Rav Zucker and Aris HaMoyedim, which I like Rav Zucker's Torah very much. We've learned a couple pieces already. So he starts like this, it's a piece on Rosh Hashanah. He says, Isab Meseches Rosh Hashanah. There's a very famous Gemara Rosh Hashanah, Amra that we know that in Rosh Hashanah we don't sing Shira, we don't say Hawel. So Amru Malachi Asharis of Nehakadish Baruch, who famously the angels said to Hashem, Rabbona Shalom, Master of the World, Why is there no Shira of Hallel on Rosh Hashanah? So Amr Laham Hashem responded, Evsher Melech Yoishiv Al Kisyadin, Visifre Achayim, Visifre Mason, Psukum Lafana, Bisalim Shira. How could you expect them to sing Shira when you have a Melech who's judging them with the Sifri Chayim and Sifri Mesim, Psuchum Lafanov? How could you expect them to sing Shira? But wouldn't he want to sing Shira even more so when he's judging you? He'll explain. So he says, The question that he has is, Mikara Maika Savri, which is, these are, these are Malachim. So they know what's going on. If there was anyone who was sensitive to know what's going on in Shemaim, it's Malachim. The angels not understand the great pachad and, and noira that happens. If anything, we're not as sensitive to it. So what was their thought process to sing shir? Why is there this havamina to sing shir in Rosh Hashanah? So he says like this. He has one major aside and he uses it to explain a lot of things. Kosev Rav We know that Rav Sajigoy, and it's brought down in the Avud Raham. Rav brings down many reasons for the Tkiyah Shaifa. All the reasons that we have for Tkiyah Shaifa from Rav Sajigoy. Rav Sajigoy says that Tkiyah Shaifa Brashashanah is coming to commemorate and to remind us of a few things. It's Bola Hazkir Maimon Harsinai. One element is that it's to remind us of Harsinai, right? The Shaifa, Kol Shaifa, Chazak Ma'oid. That there was Shaifa that was blasted by Harsinai. He also mentions in that essay, Lahazkir Akedas Yitzchak. It's also to remind us the Akeda, right? The, the, the Shoifer of the Akeda. He also mentions it's to remind us of Tchis HaMesim, the great commotion that will take place when Tchis HaMesim comes. So, what's the underlying theme between these three things? This is his side. Again, Rav Zucker, he has a central theme, and you sort of can. Use it to elaborate, to, to, to build on it. Let's explain the Indian of the Shoifer. What is the essence of the Shoifer? The Shoifer has many facets to it, but what is one Nakuda of the Shoifer, the essence of the Shoifer? So he says, So there's a Yisoyfer from Ratzadik. Ratzadik says that if you want to know the essence of an item, look at the first time that it's mentioned in the Torah. So the first time you have a mention of anything, that's its essence. So it says of Zucker, fantastic Yisoyed, what's the Indian of, what's the first time a Shoifer is mentioned? Shoirish, Indian Shoifer, the first time, you know, that'll be, a, <laughs> the first time that a Shoifer, is a sheet on the, on the table, the first time that a Shoifer is mentioned in the Torah is not actually the word Shoifer, it's the name Shifra, right? We know that the mother of Moshe Rabbeinu, Yechever, she was a midwife, and her name was Shifra. That's the first, and that's the 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 the, the, the shayrish of shayfer. The first time it's mentioned is shifra, which means the mother of Yechev, the mother Moshe Rabbeinu Yechev, she's called shifra. So the first time the name shayfer, the word the shayrish of shayfer in the Torah is the, by the name shifra. 
That's the essence of the shayfer. So if you want to understand what the shayfer is doing, you have to understand who shifra was and what the name shifra connotates. So he says, let me explain. This is the Indian. The site is like this. There's many reasons for why she's called shifra. Right? Again, that was her, her midwife name. What does the name mean? So there's many, many reasons given in the Gemara, in the Midrashim. The Balaturim quotes as follows. The Balaturim writes the following words. This is the nature of the midwives. Sometimes the child is born not alive. It's born not breathing. It's born dead. So the midwife takes a straw. Shepipris means a straw. They take a straw and they do CPR. And they blow life into the lungs. She says, They take the straw, the shepipris, the straw, and they put it into the lungs. And you blow into it. And you give life back to the baby. So it says that Balaturim Zeh Shifra. That's why she was called Shifra, because she would administer this CPR. So what do you see? Mufurish, what's clear, Shashem Shifra Moira Bechinas Tchiyas That the name Shifra connotates giving life to something that's dead. That the name Shifra is the ability to take something that's empty and that's not breathing and that's dead and to be Mechaya Mason, to give life to it. Umemela, and therefore, Keshem Shashifra Humaloshin Shepipers. The same way Shifra comes from that straw that, that gives life to something that's dead, that's Mechaya Mason, that takes emptiness and gives it meaning, that gives it purpose. Kachish Loimar Shashifra Gamkin Maloshin Shepipers. That's what the Shifra does. Says of Zucker, and this is the aside. What the shoifer is, the shoifer is that straw that the Balteke is blowing. What it's doing is, is being Mechaya Mesim of Klal Yisrael. And I'll explain what this means in a moment. The essence of the shoifer is Koshal Tchias It's connected to Mechaya Mesim. The Mechaya Mesim is you take something that's dead. And you give it life, and you give it meaning, and you blow life into it. That's what the shayfer does to Klal Yisrael. That by us, by and we'll see how, by it motivating us to do tshuva, it's being mechayim mesim of Klal Yisrael. Kemoy in the middle paragraph, shepipris kaloimar keshem shemataras hanaficha, just like the blowing that Yocheved did, she blew into that straw, and it was mechayim mesim to the baby. It's to give life to that child that died. So to the blowing of the shayfer, it's to give life to those that died. It's to give life to those aspects of yourself that died this past year. So what does that mean? Well, we'll go a little bit weiter and then I'll explain. In Ois Dalar, to explain a little bit more Look, listen, the, the same way the first reference of Shoifer is from the straw, the first reference of blowing is Hashem blew life into Adam. It's giving life into something that's dead. That's the essence of the Shoifer. 
He says, Shenovach Yiddish Baruch Hu Nishmas Chayim Lutoich Agof. Shebechina Shal Misa, Shal Ofim in Adom. Im Kein, Keshem Shebebriyas HaOdom, Hanaficha Hoysek De Lachachnes Chayim Bemokam Misa. The same way the original blowing gave life into something that was dead, something that was missing. Kemoi Kein, Hanaficha, so too that Baltikeh, when he's blowing, he is reminding the world, he's reminding himself, he's reminding Hashem of that original blowing. And he's trying to blow life into that which was dead. You know, he says, truth is, this is also the connection between the Shoifer to Akedas Yitzchak and to Matan Torah. Akedas Yitzchak, we know that the Medrash says Yitzchak Avinu died by the Akedah. And there was Mechayim Eisen, he was brought back. Klal Yisrael by Matan Torah, we also died, and we were brought back. The Neshamas were returned to them. There's a Tchiyas HaMesen that's constantly happening with the Shoifer. Before we explain why that is, he had something amazing. In Oisei, he says something astounding. We know the most famous reason of why you blow shayfer is because you're coronating the king. When they used to coronate the king, they used to blow shayfer. So, what's the meaning behind that? So, again, simply put, they blow shayfer because that was to trumpets, you know, it was to make machfreilach, uh, to announce it, you know, it was to make a commotion. But we have a yisoyed. And that is, everything that happens down here when it comes to a king is a reflection of the kingdom above. Which means that the, the blowing shoifer by a king is more significant than just that's what they do. Right? Again, it's hard to know exactly because it's a shiloh whether he has the status of a king, Pashas he does. But you see now, you see the coronating of, of King Charles. There's, everything that's happening is, is a dogma. Again, a, a shell, an empty, empty shell of itself, but it's a dogma of the mam, of a malchus of, of above. Malchus of the ara, kein malchus of the rakia. The kingdoms down here is a reflection, as a taste, a shell of the kingdom above. Which means, what's the aside of blowing shoifer by a king? So he says, kol hamalchus mushrashes malchus de kedusha. All kingdom down here stems from holiness. What is the kingdom of holiness? It's David Malkin Mashiach, it's David Amel. So all you know, physical kings are an extension. Besides for a reflection of Hashem, it's an extension of the source, which is David Amel. So he says like this, I'm going to talk about this more during davening on Shabbos. The Indian of David Amel, David Amel's whole life was Tchis HaMesim. Right? What does the Medrash say? The Medrash says, the very famous Medrash, that, again, I saw it inside, it's in the Alkut Shmoini in Bereshis Ois Mem Aleph, it's Kedai to see inside, that Odem Marishan was shown every person. And we know famously that he got to Rav Akiva, and he says, what's going on? Okay, Hashem says, Shtoik Kachal Machshavta. The Medrash continues that he, he came to Davra Melech, he says, who's your king? Hashem showed him Davra Melech, and he saw a baby that died at three hours old. Davra Melech was supposed to live three hours and then die. Adam Rishon said, this is it. So Hashem said, that's my machshava. So Adam Rishon said, he took a star, and he said, I'd like to allocate 70 years. I'd like to allocate 70 years. And that became the life of Dovr Melch. Dovr Melch's whole life was Tchis He was death that was infused within life. 
And therefore, if David HaMelech is the source of all kingdom, and he's a life of Tchiyas HaMesim, that's why you blow Shoifer by all kings. Because they're trying to instill life into that kingdom, the same way there was life in the kingdom of Kedusha, which is David HaMelech. So the question is like this. Well, why is... Why is why is there death? I, you know, I said that the shoifer is, is giving life into something that's dead. And in Rosh Hashanah, there's a lot of death, and the shoifer is trying to infuse life. What does that mean? Why is there death? So if you look in the bottom, it's a little bit different shaped. This is from a sicha from the Rebbe. Two lines, two paragraphs, a sicha from the Rebbe. This is in Parashat Vayichi. The Rebbe says in the sicha like this, The Rebbe says, you have to understand, right, Vayichi, so the Rebbe wanted to, it's a, it's a very, very beautiful sicha where the Rebbe wanted to know why is it that he dafka lived in Mitzrayim, Yaakov in Mitzrayim. So the Rebbe says, you have to understand, what is life? What is life? Chaim, what is, what is real life? Right, that's always the famous, you know, that's the thing that if you think about it, could really get you depressing. It's like, what, what is, you know, like what is life all about? And most people will think of like vacations, but like then, then what's, what, what, is, what is the meaning? What are those moments that you're fully alive? So the Rebbe says like this, Chaim Amitim, Real life, heim nitzchim. Real life lasts forever. If something doesn't last forever, it's not living. That's the Rebbe says. Nitzchim. Chaim sheishbem tenudais reshalulun liposik. Something that by definition cannot last forever is not real. As I mentioned this once, halachically, Rabbi Ganak told me that Soloveitchik didn't make a bracha when he met the presidents, the special bracha and kings, because he says the fact that their power is limited by eight years as a max, means it's not real. So even if it's incredibly powerful, but something that has an end is not real. So the Rebbe says, real life, anything that stops is not real. So the problem is, the real word life, real living, means it's forever. If it stops, then it's not real. It's fleeting. It's a decay. It's a death. So says the Rebbe, Meshum kach, the only thing that's truly alive is Hashem. Mekor HaChaim, He's the source of life. The only thing that's really living is Hashem. Because Emes is forever. Emes is forever. It doesn't stop. That's called living. So it says there ever... So that means that your whole life is not life, right? The only thing that's living is God, right? The living God. That's what the Rebbe always used to say, the living God. So if the living God is the only thing that's living, then our lives are a death. So the answer is, yeah. So what are the moments that you're really living? The moments that you're davik by Hashem. That's the only time that you're fully alive. The moments that a Jew is able to connect to Hashem and to be bound to the living God is the only times that you're actually alive. So the Rebbe says, I did It sounds like super yeshiva. It's true. The only times that you're truly living are those moments that you davik by Hashem. Everything else, you could have a nice vacation, have this. It's not. It's 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 always not as it's always bechlal. Just those those moments are not as nice as you always remember. You go through and you're like, okay, it was nice, but it doesn't. And then you say, well, so what's real living? Helping people. It's, the point is not helping people because you can help people and it doesn't feel good either. The moments that you're connected to Hashem. Truly. And yes, helping people is a way to be Davik Basham. Those moments of davening, those moments of Torah and Tefillah and Chesed and Mitzvahs, those moments where you're bound to something real, you get to be real for a little bit. The rest of the day, if, now if you do it in the right way, if you do it, then you could turn it into a Mitzvah. Great. 
But those moments where you're not bound to the living God is not a life. So says the Rebbe, and the Rebbe continues, it's a beautiful sikha where the Rebbe says, the greatest moments where you're alive is where there's obstacles to be dalek by Hashem and you choose Hashem. Where it's clear to yourself that you're choosing God, not just status quo. So says the Rebbe, those moments where he was really living was Dafkin Mitzrayim. Where there was a tremendous obstacle, there was tremendous opposition, and he chose Hashem. That's the moments he was really living. So based on this, if the moments that you're connected to Hashem are the moments you're really living, then the moments that you're not connected to Hashem, those Averis that you do, that's a death. Therefore, what's the essence of tshuva? Tshuva is machayim mesa. You look, you look at your life as like a timeline. You look this past year as a timeline, and you look at the days, the hours, and the minutes... There's many hours and many minutes and many days that are dead, right? You did Averis, you disconnected yourself momentarily, whatever that means, from the living God. And there are moments, there are pockets of your past year that was death, that was not Chayim, that was an opposite of life. So what does Tshuva do? Tshuva makes it that those moments that were dead... All of a sudden, Nasli Kishuyas, right? The Rambam says. Those moments where you're disconnected from Hashem, they become mitzvahs. And now you're connected from Hashem. And all of a sudden, those pockets of your life this past year that were in black and decaying are now full of life and full of color. Tshuva is being Mechayimesim. Tshuva is infusing life into something that was dead. He writes on the top, all sins is a moment of death because you're disconnecting yourself from the true life. And therefore, And therefore, all tshuva that a Jew does is being mechayim It's giving meaning and giving life to something that was empty and something that was dead and something that was decaying. And he says, that's why also, who is the paradigm? Who is the semel? Who is the example of tshuva? The Gemara says, Heikim Oilam Shal The Gemara says a fascinating thing, whatever this means, that when he lived with Bacheva, he did that Aver on his level. The Gemara says it didn't make sense for him to do the Aver. So why did he do it? In order, Hashem orchestrated in such a way that he did an Aver in order to do Tshuva. Heikim Oilam Shal Tshuva. The Gemara says, whatever that means. Dovra Melch is the symbol of Tshuva. And it makes sense that the symbol of tshuva, which is again, tshuva is tchiyas ha-meisim, the symbol of tshuva, of mechayi ha-meisim, is the David Malka Meshicha, is King David, whose whole life was tchiyas ha-meisim. His whole life was a life that was dead, that was given to him. A life that was decaying, that was infused because of other regions' generosity. That person who's living a life of tchiyas ha-meisim is able to infuse life into all future generations by being the symbol of tshuva. So he says... That's why David Melch is the symbol of tshuva. David's whole life is tchias amazim. David's whole life was supposed to be decay. It was supposed to be empty and it was supposed to be dead. And his whole life was was taking something that was empty and dead and infusing it with life. That's the whole David's whole essence. And therefore, he is the perfect one to do tshuva because that's what tshuva is. Tshuva is tchias amazim. Tshuva is taking pockets and moments and situations of your life that were empty and decaying and meaningless, and all of a sudden now they're meaningful. And now they're chayim, chayim mamish, because they become a mitzvah. And now all of a sudden, somehow, some mysterious way, you, you turned out eating pork to being dovek by Hashem. How that works, 
Tshuva was created before the world. It's before Seichel. It doesn't make sense. But that's what Hashem did in Infus Kindness. So Tchiyas HaMesim, Tshuva is Tchiyas HaMesim. The Shoifer, which is being Ma'orer Klal Yisrael, to return to Hashem, is the Shoifer of blowing life, the same way that Shepipris, that Yechevet used, to blow life into that lifeless child. That's what the Shoifer is trying to do for Klal Yisrael. It's blowing life into Klal Yisrael. It's blowing life into those moments. It's motivating us to do Tshuva, to give life to those moments that were dead. So he says like this, That's the inner of Rosh Hashanah and Shaifer. Right, because they seem to be disconnected. Right? There's the mitzvah of Shaifer and there's Rosh Hashanah. The answer is they're one and the same. That Shaifer is not just a, a, a battle cry to do tshuva, because you could send an email to do tshuva. The Shaifer is the Baltikeya through Hashem, blowing through his mouth, he's trying to infuse life into Klal Yisrael. So everyone, you're sort of sitting there, and instead of just hearing the shofar, you should try to mechazik yourself that the shofar should sort of infuse life into those dead parts of you. So he says, Now that you have a month where you begin the process of tshuva, that's the inner of Shaifer. It's trying to blow life into those moments that were decaying, those moments that you're trying to begin to get back. The Shaifer is trying to blow life into it. That's the inner of the Shaifer. It's, it's that Ruach Ba'ap of Nishmas Chaim, it's that blowing of life into that death. That's the inner of the Shaifer. And he says, Misha Shav Betshuva Shleim of Meshach a Jew who does tshuva during the month of Elul, when he hears the shayv in Rosh Hashanah, you should have in mind, you should have in mind, not just to do tshuva, not just to be like, oh, to wake you up, you should have in mind and visualize that the shayfer is blowing life into the parts of you that were dead, the parts of you that were disconnected from Hashem, they're now fully connected, they're now like the, the machine all of a sudden is working now. That's the Indian of the Shaif. You should have that in mind. And it's reminding you that the same way the first day of creation, which was Rosh Hashanah, Hashem blew life into other Mauritian, that's sort of happening again each year. So go to the back of the page. So we start with Akasha, which I had forgotten that we started with. The Kasha was that the Malachim wanted to, to sing Shira, wanted Klaiso to sing Shira to say halal, to sing shira. And they were shocked that we weren't. And Hashem responded, yeah, but there's Sifri Chaim, Sifri Amavis, Pesuchim Lofanov. So the kasha was, what, what were they thinking? But he says, now that you understand that the Indian of Shoifer is to bring Tchiyas HaMesim, is to give life. So he says, now it works out perfectly. Now that we've explained, Shayoyim Rosh Hashanah Hu Yoyim Hisoyris Indian Tchiyas HaMesim. That the Indian of Rosh Hashanah is Tchiyas HaMesim, is to bring life to those parts of us, to those of us that are dead and disconnected. Aidei Tchiyas Shoifer through the Shoifer. Shizo Ikram Mitzvah Sayoyim. Imkein Mavunas Hetev, Shailas Malachi Asharis, Lama Enom Shir Rosh Hashanah. Now you understand why the Malachim are asking this? Ki Yudua, Shashir Kshurla Tchiyas HaMesim. There's an intimate connection between Tchiyas HaMesim and singing Shira. Right, what's the source of Tchiyas HaMesim in a Torah, right? I've been learning with this with the boys. The Ramam says, I'm Paskins, we say it every day in Ani Mamin, if anyone does not believe in Tchiyas HaMesim min ha 
the Rambam says, it's not just enough to believe in Tchiyas HaMesim, you have to believe there's a source for Tchiyas HaMesim in a Torah, HaRez HaKoifer, Lo'yibu Vad Ben Vuas, Elegam B'Torahs Moshe Rabbeinu Hu Koifer, right? You're a Koifer Moshe Rabbeinu, which means you have to believe that Tchiyas HaMesim comes from, <coughs> comes from the Torah. Where's the source of Tchiyas HaMesim? Says the Gemara, Oz Yashir Moshe. He will sing Shira. You see, and that's not just a remez. Oz Yashir, he will sing. The Svarim explain, Shira can only be sung when there's closure, when everything is complete, when everything is perfected. You see, when there are parts of you that are dead and when there are parts of you that are missing, there are parts of your life that seem to be incomplete, you can't sing Shira. Rabbi Nachman talks about this in the first couple of pieces, Lukud Maran and Torah Beis, Torah Dalit also, that Shira comes from a, like a, a sort of a satisfaction of it's over. I can look back and I've done a good job. That motivates someone to sing Shira. If there are parts of you that are dead, you can't sing Shira. And therefore, the ultimate Shira will come when Tchiyas HaMesim, because that's when you're able to sort of look back. Right? The Leshem writes, Rav Yashiv writes in, in, in Leshem, that Tchiyas HaMesim that will come is not just to bring people back, but it'll also bring back those moments that you missed out, those, those parts of you that you felt didn't accomplish what they could accomplish, will now come back to life. Then you could finally sing Shira. You see, up to that point, you can't sing Shira when there are parts of you that are dead. There are parts of your life that are missing. You can't sing Shira. And therefore the Gemara says the ultimate Shira is also the source of Tchiyas HaMesim, Oz Yashem Moshe, because Dafka by Tchiyas HaMesim will you be able to sing Shira. So Sarah says, Zuckerberg, beautifully, now that you understand that, that ultimately singing Shira comes from that Tchiyas HaMesim, that bringing life and that completion of your life, so now you understand why the Malachim were asking, so isn't it time to sing Shira on Rosh Hashanah? The whole inner Rosh Hashanah is to be Mechayim Esim, is to bring life back the parts of you, then it's perfectly the time of singing Shira. Because that's the whole source of singing Shira, is Tchis HaMesim, Oz Yashir Moshe. And what was Hashem's response? Hashem responded is that not everyone's done. Not everyone's done Mechayim Mesa. Meaning, you're right. If everyone, if everyone acts properly, then everyone is Oichet Tchis HaMesim. The problem is there's Sifri Chaim and Sifri Mav is Pesuchim Lefana. There's some Jews that haven't gotten the memo. And for them, the Shoifer is not being Mechayim Mesim. Because the shofar is only mechayim mason; those that do tshuva. So you have to do tshuva to mechayim mason. For some people, the shofar just wakes you up. So Hashem says it's not time yet. But you understand their kashim. But that's the inyan of the shofar. The inyan of the shofar is is shufra, is shifra, is shipipris, is to blow life. That's the inyan of tshuva. The inyan of tshuva is to look back on those times of your life, to look back on the year, and to make it perfect, to make it complete, to make every moment full of life, mamish, to have every moment. Dovik by Hashem. And as long as you have pockets of your year that are dying and decaying, that, that's, not, that's not living. That's the inner of tshuva. That's the inner of shayfer. It's an opportunity. Tshuva is a great thing. It's a scary time for a lot of people. But the truth is, I remember I asked my brother this once when I was younger, and I, I get stressed by a lot of things. He always used to say, Avi, stop stressing. That was, his, that was one of his favorite lines. Avi, stop stressing. So I, I, I once told him, I said, well, you know, I find Yom Kippur stressful. He's like, what are you stressed about? I still find Yom Kippur stressful. So, yeah, there's like a lot of moving parts. You have to fast. I don't know what it is. So he said, what are you stressful? He said, it's the best day of the year. You get to do tshuva. You get to be back in 24 hours. You get to be back by Hashem. That's great. So the rest of the year is stressful. That's the avoid it, to think about that. That the inner of Shaifer is shipaipur, is the shifra, is to blow life into those parts of us by doing tshuva, by connecting to David Malka Mashiach, which is Heikam Ayelush Tshuva, and his whole life was Tchiyas HaMesim, that's the Indian. We shall be to have this mentality to try to 
to not have pockets of our years that's missing, to have 12 months, every moment accounted for, every moment, that, that's the Avoida. That's the Akedas Yitzchak, which is also the second bracha. Yitzchak is the second bracha Shmanesah, which is Machayim Eisen. That's the Indian of Shaifa. The Shaifa is Machayim Eisen Mamish. Which all is the to have Trias Hamesen Mamish. And if we're Zaycha to do this properly, and Hashem will send on Shaf and Bracha, and the world will be Zaycha to actual Trias Hamesen, Beguf, not just in time, but in Shama Beguf, Biaskal Sandim Hemimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim